Miller, and Condon. Ken Miller. Oh, Trent Condon. Score. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a Monday. Game week Monday at that. Trent Condon, Ken Miller with you to talk sports for the next couple of hours. Appreciate you uh, tuning in here this morning. BMW of Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. Bottom of the hour, we will start our week with Nick Oson, who covers Iowa State for uh, CycloneAlert.com, part of the 24-7 network. We will uh, pick Nick's brain, get some of the latest nuggets that he is hearing an over-under. We'll set it at nine and a half on the number of oars on tomorrow's depth chart. We'll get him to go over-under on that. And uh, maybe he'll go on record as to what he thinks this Iowa State's uh, team's record will be when it all comes to an end 12 weeks after it begins. Uh, Nick Oson, our only guest in hour number one. We'll talk baseball with Matt Snyder to kick off the second hour of the program. Cubs, Brewers tonight. All eyes on that one. At least these eyes on that one. I won't speak for everybody. Uh, but a big three-game series at Wrigley field and then we'll catch up with scott dockerman who went on record today at the athletic i picked every single one of iowa's games we'll talk to doc about that uh, amongst other stuff Cade McNamara on the practice field. A still photo of him uh, practicing yesterday. We assume it's from yesterday. We assume he's going to play this week. We're certainly hoping for that. Uh, but we'll get a depth chart maybe today uh, from Iowa in advance of the Tuesday press conference. Campbell meets the press tomorrow. Ference meets the press tomorrow. A dress rehearsal in advance for Cyhawk Week, which will be upon us a week from today. Trent Condon. Hello. You may as well stop calling high school football games for the rest <laughs> of the season because you had the game of the year in week number one. Man. Wow. Yeah, absolutely incredible. So first one you're putting together a schedule, right? Figuring things out. I also make the decision as much as possible. Stay mm-hmm. away from WHO 13. Yeah. Stay away from Keith and Justin and mm-hmm. the great job they do because, well, if people have that option. They're going to watch TV. They're going to watch TV. Yep. So... Looking at a few different games. And there were some other good options. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Week one, we're, we get a lot of good games yep. in week one. But yeah, number one versus number three, Valley against Southeast Polk, the two teams that played for the title a year ago, mm-hmm. was the easy spot. And Ankeny Centennial, there's something, it's just special. And I've probably done now throughout the years, I think this is the ninth year now since the split. And I've probably Has done, it been that long? Yeah, isn't that crazy? Holy mackerel. And I've done maybe five of those games, something like that. Your community up there in Ankeny. It's great. I love living there. It's different. Uh-huh. The Now, there's way more There's way more traffic than there's ever been. <laughs> right, right. A little bit different going on Delaware oh, than it used to be, huh? Really? And, I mean, it just continues to grow, Ankeny does. The community, though, the way that early on, there were some hurt feelings. Yes. You could tell that. Clearly. Though they both got new And high once schools. a hawk, always a hawk. Well, that didn't really last. <laughs> and now that both teams are on equal footing, uh-huh. they've gone through the initial where a lot of kids moved north, yep. a lot of kids wanted to go to the new high school, yep. maybe some stacked teams, mm-hmm. a lot of the coaches went to Centennial, yes. the head coaches at the varsity level. Yep. And after that kind of solidified and equaled out, mm-hmm. you wondered how it was going to go. What I have seen is there is so much respect, and it doesn't matter what sport. Is that right? That's good to know. I'm it glad is, you're saying this. It's not, a, it's not an ugly rivalry. Right. Which it easily could have been. We uh-huh. talked about back in the day, Southeast Polk Ankeny. It's terrible. It was bad. Yeah. From the play on the field. No, coaches wanting to fight coaches. To the coaches. Yes. 
to fans in the stands, uh-huh. both students and adults. Oh, parents. for sure, without a doubt. It was ugly. Yes. That's not what this is. These are your neighbors. These are people that are all part of the same school district. Mm-hmm. And, and the community aspect to it, and the way that the Yankee people just support it, it ultimately made it a pretty easy call. I just wanted to get up there. And knowing that Centennial probably was, quote-unquote, the favorite in this game, they were expected to be a bit better. They were preseason top 10, and Ankeny mm-hmm. was out of it. And I had an opportunity to talk to one of the Ankeny assistant coaches before the game up in the box. He was getting ready for it, and he was the first one up there. So it was just me and him. And he said, I know what the narrative is. We only returned five starters from a year ago. Mm-hmm. We lost a ton. Yeah. And over the last two years, we lost a D1 players. Lost a lot. They lost a ton to Iowa State. Yes. Most of them, yes. <laughs> yeah. Ended up being at Avis. We lost a lot. But what people don't realize is last year, yeah, five guys were starters. But we had another five or six kids that were rotational players. That played mm-hmm. a lot of varsity minutes a year mm-hmm. ago. But they're not considered returning starters. He said, we're going to be all right. And at 17 nothing, I said, well, <laughs> he was dead wrong on yeah, this one. Yeah. But they started to, their eyes started to work against Pizzetti's offense. You know what it is. It's tough to figure out. Don't get tricked. Right. Make sure your eyes are in the right spot. Uh-huh. Do not fall for all the motion and all the guys. Just read your keys and you're going to be okay. And they started to do that. And the offense started to get a little generated. And all of a sudden, we had a ball game. Mm. And it was 24-14 and then 24-20. And just the comeback. And it was amazing. It was a great night for football. And so, what time? Um, we want. To, I want to hear your call. I've yeah. heard it, but I want to hear it again. It's really good. What time was this? Ten fifteen. Okay. It was kind of a slow moving game. Too. Was it? Yeah, it was. So I looked up. Man, it was halftime, and it was already after eight thirty. I'm like, okay. In high school, that's we're we're moving along pretty mm-hmm. slow. And then the second did they half, kick right at seven? They did. Yeah, yeah. seven o'clock. We were off and running, but couple penalties, you know, those kind of things. There was a decision. There was a punt return that was fumbled into the end zone that Centennial fell on, and very well could have been game over. But since they didn't get it in the field of play, it just became a touchback. Oh, officials yeah. had to huddle around, and they wanted to make sure of that one because mm-hmm. it was a huge play. So there's those just those kind of moments. But, yeah, after 10 o'clock. Now, I thought where I parked, well, I'll be able to scoot out of here, right? <laughs> Everybody will clear out. Well, everybody was there till the end. Yeah. And after you know, a ten minute post game show and all that stuff, and break down the equipment, it was a long wait in there. But just to see the two sides, the respect, it was a really, really cool moment. And Lucas Strain, who is doing games with me this season, who helped me out in baseball the last couple of years, and he's going to be with me on football. Played football at Urbandale, and who got beat this week? Right, they Urbandale. Did, yeah. They got bounced by Indianola thirty. Yes, that's right. I saw that. They, uh, I told him right as we were going to the post game, you're not going to have anything better than this. No. And maybe not for the rest of your career. Yeah. There's a guy that's this 22 that just graduated huh? college. Wow. And wants to get into the, you know, the scene and he's called a lot of games and said, you're not going to see many better than this. It was one of the best high school football mm. games I've ever seen. I've ever had the opportunity to call it. It was incredible. And the decision after a encroachment penalty. Instead of kicking the extra point. Is that what happened? Move it up uh, half the distance to the goal, up to the one and a half. Uh-huh. Let's go for the win right here. That's it. how it unfolded. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that part of it. Ugh. Well, let's hear the call. Here it is from 96.9 The Bull. You can hear our coverage all season long, all the way through the Unidome. 96.9 on the FM dial or on the iHeartRadio app. Just click 96.9 The Bull and you can hear it crystal clear. How much clear. does all of this cost? Free. That's what I thought. We don't charge you. Just thank the sponsors of high school football. That's what we ask of you. Here's the call into the 10 o'clock hour. Ankeny versus Centennial. The Hawks going for the win. Going for two and the win. The Ankeny Hawks out of the shotgun. Anderson, play action. 
looking towards the end zone, up and caught, and it's a winner! They go to the big man, Akers, he catches it, 4-2! The Ankeny Hawks have won it in double overtime, 39-38! Hmm. What a game. It was. Six foot six wide receiver. Is that what he is? Akers, this yeah. way called the big man? He was the big man. Oh, my gosh. Well, Ankeny Dowling, you're next. By the way. Valley Dowling. Valley Dowling, Ankeny yes. Dowling. Valley Dowling is next. Uh, Dowling's got a running back. That was one yes, of my takeaways do. from the weekend. Yeah. Can't think of his name right Davis. now. Davis. Davis? Yeah. Uh, by, by the looks of things, they've got a running back. USC's got a running back. We'll get into the college football from uh-huh. over the weekend as well. But let's start Iowa State as they're going to start. Press conferences will be held tomorrow. We'll talk to Nick Olson coming up at the bottom of the hour. I guess the question that uh, that lingers uh, most of all throughout the state uh, is Cade McNamara and uh, will he or won't he be able to play? What did you make of the photo that was a Saturday picture, I want to say? I think it was posted on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um Somebody, he was spotted at a high school football game on Friday night, yeah, not limping or anything like that, but you could clearly tell that under his jeans or whatever he was wearing, he, the leg was, there was some sort of wrap on it. Um, your thoughts? I don't think it answers the question of the biggest one. Even if he goes on Saturday. At what, yeah, what percentage? Where is, is he? Yeah. Is this a guy that's out there at 75%? Is that a guy that's even at 50% and just mm-hmm. wants to get out there and get some reps with his guy? What kind of work is he doing in practice? You saw those two great still photos. Yeah. Well, what but, does but that he say? fast, though, Trent. <laughs> right. Right. We, we didn't get the still photos this year, unfortunately, during training camp that we can overreact to. But we got those couple there, and it led to some overreaction. I still maintain it's going to be touch and go. How does he react? How does he feel if he actually mm-hmm. was going through and taking five and seven step drops and throwing the football? What was Sunday morning like, do you mean? Right. Yeah. How did he respond yep. off of throwing the football like that for the first time? What was he doing? Was he taking shots up the field? Was it just he's throwing some swing passes, a couple of stop routes, and that was it? Or was he letting it chuck and letting it fly and then seeing how he's going to respond? I think it's still an unknown. I don't think that this is anything definitive. Oh, yep, look, he's great. Mm-hmm. We don't know. You don't know how he reacted to that. That's what we still have to see. And we'll get some more answers tomorrow. Kirk Ferentz, Depth what, chart today? Maybe? That is the hope. Yeah. And I hope that's right. And I anticipate when the depth chart oh, comes he's out. Gonna be on it for he'll sure be he on it. Yeah. yeah. He will be there. Yep. But that depth chart can look a little different on Saturday mornings now in the Big Ten. Did you see that? Yeah, this? I saw that. It's long overdue. Um, they, You've been talking about this for four years. Well, I have. And I mean, it, there should be more transparency, transparency in betting college uh, athletics. There just should be. And, and again, I don't need to know what's wrong with his knee right. or his elbow or mm-hmm. whatever. Is he playing or isn't he? Mm-hmm. Simple um, as that. Simple as that. And we may get to that. I see that the Big Ten partnered with U.S. Integrity. It's a good place to go with. It is. My former colleague is, uh-huh. boy, he, he came, I used to work with a guy who owns the company, Matt Holtz, his name, he's the president and CEO. Jeez, um, got a tiger by the tail, did he not? Yeah. Uh, so good for him, and it's, uh, it's positive. I think probably all the Power 5 schools will uh, eventually end up there if they're not already, but uh, just an extra set of eyes and an extra set of protocols that are followed and watched to make sure that there's nothing uh, untoward that's happening in these games. All right, so Iowa State, I, we won't know, I don't think, because I anticipate there's going to be an or between the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I do, on the other hand, expect that Rocco Beck will get the first snaps. I mean, I would be surprised if it's J.J. Cole. And I don't know, there's nothing that um, leads me to believe that it's, you know, that this will fall off your chair type of surprise. I just think that Campbell will defer to the guy that's been there. 
in the program, and I'm not sure what that means. I'm not sure that Beck's going to be, you know, when it's all said and done, I uh, look back on the year, uh, better quarterback than J.J. Cole. I don't know. We can't know. We've never seen them. Yeah, we don't We get... saw Beck against TCU in a game that was out of hand, and the team was, you know, for, um, it was over. And what, took a couple of snaps in a few games early that in the season? It, but yeah. That was it, yeah. yeah. We didn't get an opportunity to see what he was. He was well-regarded coming out of high school. Yep. He's a guy that, which is a positive in yes, my opinion. Yeah, he was a guy that had offers, mm-hmm. and JJ Cole the same thing. And how how much does that year on campus? How much further along in his development mm-hmm. is he than JJ Cole? JJ Cole, in terms of arm talent, I would anticipate is a better quarterback when you're talking just about arm talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy has a rocket. Yeah. He's big. He's six yeah. six. He can fire the ball down the field. I, I saw some plays when he had Arlen Bruce back there and Jameson Patton. By the way, is Arlen Bruce still in K State's roster? Or no, Oklahoma State's roster. I don't know if he's. I, if he I is, would be shocked. It won't be for long. Yeah, no, I'd be shocked. He can make plays up the field. Now he's also. I don't think as a guy that can be as athletic as Beck. Mm-hmm. He's not a guy that can move around at the same level at six foot six. He's more more of a plotter. Mm-hmm. He's a guy that you know who he reminds me physically running the football a lot like Nate Chandler. Okay. You remember when Chandler get going downhill? Yeah. He'd get going. <laughs> Those legs. He ran. Covers, uh, covers some ground. His 40 time at the combine was faster than Brad Banks. Was which is really? impossible. But when he started going and yeah. he get that big body moving, right. he could move. And that's J.J. Cole. You know, the sideline, there's not a whole lot of shimmy to it. But when he gets moving mm-hmm. with that big frame, he can pick up yards and he can do those things. But he's obviously not like a Brock Purdy. Right. He's not that kind of quarterback. But when he gets moving, he can go. But it's just a different kind of quarterback, and that's what you're going to get. Now, throwing the football, he's a lot better than Nate Chandler, certainly at this point in his career already, because we saw his limitations yeah. 20 years ago when he was a quarterback. No, it hasn't know. been 20 years ago. It's 20 years it's ago. Really? Isn't that crazy? It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. So here's what I uh, learned about Iowa State uh, over the weekend. And, and I don't think that I'm hearing this as, as a precursor to, you know, next year is going to be, forget about this year. Next mm-hmm. year, everybody's pointing to. Mm-hmm. It sounds like what I'm about to say, that's what they mean. They love the youth, yeah, uh, and we've heard it. Uh, we've heard it in the month of August, right? Right. That they just love the young guys, and that they didn't miss on this recruiting class or the one before that. Um, I don't think they're setting the stage or setting the hook, rather, to you know make it a little bit of a softer landing when they win three or four football games. I don't think that's it at all. I anticipate we're going to see some of that youth throughout the uh, throughout the season, mm-hmm. but. Um, can't wait. Can't wait. Look, you and I's going to come in here and they're not just going to, you know, roll, roll over and they let Iowa State go to 1 and 0. They want to win this football game. Yes. In a big, big way. Theo Day is a hell of a player. He's got some weapons. He's got some weapons at the receiver spot. So we will uh, learn more about um, you and I throughout the week and then obviously we will see them. Now, I have heard Saturday's going to be 95 degrees. I saw that, yeah. Going to be sweltering, so Iowa can't move their game. No. Question I was asked this morning is why can't Iowa State? If because they it's w- streaming only. It's streaming only. You don't have to worry about TV time. No, there's nothing like that. Why don't? What would it be better? Would it be safer? Right. You know, for a six o'clock kick for both teams. I don't think the Panthers would be PO'd moving the game back five hours. I think the fan bases get all day in the tailgating lots. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Jack Trice Stadium in the middle of the day's heat. Jesus. One o'clock kickoff as opposed to, what, even moving it back a couple hours yeah, to like kick, four kick o'clock? Or even at six. I mean, can you imagine sitting on the east side of the stands on uh, on Saturday afternoon? I've been there before. And yeah, people, in 95? Yeah. Have you? People made their plans, though, too. It's, you know, 
all right, we're going to get home. We got this going on that evening, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, you get a little more tailgate time. That's a good thing for most people, but mm-hmm. not everybody. Mm-hmm. And you kind of plan your day around it. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, five days before, four days before, oh, no, just kidding. We're going to move this back five hours. Yeah. Well, they could, right? Because they if, could, if they yes. wanted to, it's, it's ESPN+. Plus. I assume. I don't know for sure. It's not like they... it's going to be cool by the time they kick off, even if it's at 6 no, o'clock, though, either. But the sun will be behind. The, sun, the, the folks in the east side would be as... as um, I guess up against it with that sun beating down. Anyways, we'll see. We've got football. Who cares about the times, right? <laughs> if I would have said this in the middle of January, everyone would have signed for it. We don't care. Right. Just play the game with 95, 105. We're going to be there. Bring it on, and it is here. Did you have a chance to watch much college football this weekend? Yeah, not. didn't see much of the Notre Dame game. That was the one. Notre but Dame's after really that. good, Trent. <laughs> well. Sam Hartman. Okay, Navy, Navy. I yes. get it. Sam Hartman, this kid is going to make a huge difference for this team. They're, they upgraded quarterback. Oh, my. God, did they upgrade a quarterback? His ads, his odds, rather, cut in half Heisman wise. Remember when we saw Navy though a couple years ago when they played BYU in the opener on that Monday night game, the Labor Day game? I do remember that. Yeah, and they weren't tackling because right. of COVID. They hadn't done it all year, and yep. they looked awful. Yep, yep. Getting Navy early usually is a good thing, and especially a team that's going a lot through of people a transition. Thought there's no way. I mean, that this, this was a lot of folks' best bet of the weekend. You giving me the uh, a service academy and three touchdowns? Yes, please. I mean, how many times did I hear that? Didn't work. No, I'll Didn't say. work. A service academy going away from the triple option and running option plays out of shotgun, Yeah, it did not go well. I'm not overreacting to Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. I still don't see a playoff well, team. Well, they got to the three, three, win three games. It's got to be Clemson, Ohio State, and USC. They win two out of those three, and yeah. then don't drop another one, which yeah. they've done mm-hmm. plenty of times in the past. Mm-hmm. And that NC State game, that's no gimme. No, I Duke, think Duke's going to be tough. Yes, that's no gimme. Right. There's... There's a little more teeth in that mm-hmm. in that schedule this season. But they got a quarterback. That's they a got start. a quarterback. So does USC. We knew that. We thought that they may have a defense. They don't. Um, again, it was Pac-12 Network. Uh, I didn't see it uh, in person. But, I mean, San Jose State goes in there. It's 21-14 at the half. Mm-hmm. 21-14 at the half. What, um, what USC has is arguably the most dynamic freshman that they've had in a long, long time. Remember this name. Branch number one. If you when you see USC play, don't you don't have to remember his name. Just remember number one. He is unbelievable. Special teams. Don't we normally tell ourselves not to overreact to what we see the first time out? Yes. And here you are. True. First football show. First football Monday. What are you doing? No, I'm telling you. Watch this kid. You, uh, remember this name in three years from now. Remember Miller talking about him. Uh we call Mike Palm. Okay. They just put the line up for the um, Iowa season-long total points. Um, it's been rumored. Circa's been – Palm's been teasing this for, for, for a long time. Um, and they just put it out. Will, will Iowa score over 25 points – average over 25 points uh, in the regular season? And there's a – for the folks of us here in the state of Iowa, uh, if you're so inclined, if you're a Circa customer, if you've downloaded the app, if not, why not? Uh, but if you haven't, here's an opportunity for those of you who want to, that follow the Hawkeyes, that want to uh, get the latest on Iowa. And if you think they're going to score 25 points a year, you can actually 
spend your money and bet the side that you think that they can. Let's get the Vice President of Operations, Mike Palm, breaking this here on the Miller and Condon Show, which we're grateful for. Mike, by the way, I enjoyed your panel very much. I watched the entire, well, God, it had to be an hour and a half. Maybe it was even longer than that. Uh, but my takeaway was, and I went right to my Circa app, and I bet a whole bunch of Cleveland Browns, because that seemed to be the consensus <laughs> on, the ta- on, the, on the panel. But it was really well done, Mike. Congratulations for that, first of all. Yeah, I think we actually ran almost an hour 45. That's yeah. why I tried to wrap it up. Uh, you know, I think the consensus in the room was that was the best of the five panels we've done. Um, and I really couldn't argue with it. I thought there was some, there's some specific, um, some specific team evaluations that, that the guys had as well as some general betting principles, yep. what they tend to weigh heavily and what they tend to disregard when, uh, when betting games. And, and if you didn't see it, and if you want to see it, I, I know that it's still up, but the entire the entire hour and 45 minutes, whatever it is, is up uh, on the uh, Circus Sports, I guess, X account, uh, formerly known as Twitter. So let's get to this, Mike Palm. Uh, you, th- you threw this out there weeks ago. That You know, we should put up a prop as far as how many points Iowa will score. This is team. This is team. This isn't just the offense. This mm-hmm. is everybody. So what is the plus uh, number? I'm guessing yes is the favorite, over is the favor what did you guys do yeah yeah so we did it for um average points per game for the iowa hawkeyes for the regular season so their schedule um does not include any potential big 10 championship or bowl game so you'll you'll ha- we'll have the results on this uh what at the end of november um the over 25 is the favorite at minus 160 under 25 plus 140 Trent, your thoughts seems fair. It does. Uh, the plus money does intrigue me a little bit at plus one forty. If I had a lean, and oh I really? Do, I think I would lean on the other. I think the offense is going to be improved, but we're talking about regular season here. The McNamara injury still has me a little bit spooked. Mm-hmm. I think that's a, a part of it too. How much did that play into it at all, Mike? As your guys were putting this together, did the quad injury to McNamara did that dictate how you guys moved the juice around that a little bit? Well, you know, we originally have been thinking about this for about a month, and I think they were going to come in around a dollar seventy-five, a dollar seventy mm. on the over. So it's probably moved to ten to fifteen cents. The uncertainty of the injury and 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 the effect it might have on these early games where they needed to make hay to get above that average. I think. Interesting. Uh, Mike, thank you for uh, breaking it on our show. We will uh, talk to you on uh, Wednesday on Mediacom, and then you'll be back with us on Friday uh, for more of this. Promise I wouldn't take much of your Monday and uh, living up to that. Thanks for doing this, brother. You're taking a day off today? Yeah, I am, actually. Don't blame me a bit. You deserve it. Uh, what was the sign-ups like? A bunch? Survivor and uh, millions? Yeah. Um, I. You know, I was, it was short of my goal. I said between... Uh, Wednesday through Sunday that we would do 24 to 2600 and we ended up uh, just shy of 2000 so a, a little below um, I think the favorite on the millions is now going to be the under I was mm-hmm. thinking that you know it would have been a pick them on 6000 I think maybe a little bit now juice to the under I'm still confident in Survivor. Um, I still think 10,000 will be a reality. Yeah, I do too. We'll talk more about the teams, etc., uh, coming up. Uh, Mike Palm, thanks for doing this. We sure appreciate the relationship, Mike. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Yep, good to talk to you. Mike Palm, VP of Operations, Circus Sports. Uh, again, uh, if you like to bet on football, this was a very informative, educational panel. Oh, yeah. I learned a lot. I did um, uh, from uh, from professional handicappers. Um 
just how they bet, how they how they manage their bankroll type of thing, and you can find it at Circus Sports if you have an hour and a half to to watch it. It's good. Good. I like that information. So you, good stuff. you're leaning uh, with the price. The price is a part of it here. Yeah, you're going to take the plus money. At plus 140, that would be my lean. Mm-hmm. I do believe they're going to average over 25 points per game, but I think that plus money is just, it's winking at me. <laughs> I just want to see how this how this moves, how quickly it's going to move, what we see for that kind of change. And, well, you just have until Saturday to get yeah. that bet in, Saturday yeah. morning. Got to have that thing locked and loaded. Download the Circus Sports Iowa app. Uh, you can go and find that. Just Google Cir- Circus Sports Iowa. You'll find the link there. Doesn't matter if you're on Apple, Android, wherever you can find the proper one to download fund and make your presence known one way or the other which way you're betting. Mm. You think over. I do. I think they're... If it was minus one ten on each side, I yeah. would bet the over. Yeah, I think their offensive line is better. Yes, uh, we know that they can run the football. They've got two really good. They had two really good tight ends. Like boy, Laporta is open and eyes, isn't yes, he? he? My is. God, uh, but Eric Hall is a really good player, and I think Hawk fans, if you don't remember Michigan, you'll get reacquainted with him very quickly. Uh, receivers, we'll see. Uh, got hope for them. I think and Seth the Anderson. He looked like he. Yeah, he's in, the, have in, a role. The, in the in uh, the uh, kids' practice or the kids' game, right? So he's, he's gonna he's gonna play. Ragini, he, he's hurt though, right? Is he's he, coming back. Is he gonna be? I back think that for was the old one? man. We don't need to put a whole lot of okay, whole lot of miles on him okay. because he's had so many injuries during. He's his got career. a lot of miles on him in his yes, career. He does. You got four you feel all right with, mm-hmm. and if Brown's your fourth. It's not too shabby. No, I'll say. Guy that saw minutes in the best wide receiver room in the country is a true freshman. And has been the best wide receiver in the room. Took that crown from Alabama when all those receivers graduated. All right, we'll take a timeout. Nick Olson joins us next. If you're interested in the uh, will they or won't they score 25 or average 25 points a game in the regular season, again, as Mike said, the should they make the Big Ten championship, that game doesn't count. Likewise, the bowl game, your ticket will be settled right after the game against Nebraska on uh, Black Friday. We'll take a timeout. Nick Olson on Iowa State will pick his brain. Miller and Condon underway in a game week Monday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. 27. Welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. We're here until 1. Murphy Natty at that time. Heather's back. Heather and Sean today. 3 until 6. The KXNO Drive. Let's get our friend Nick Oston in here. He covers Iowa State for 24-7 Sports. CycloneAlert.com. One of two times you'll hear Nick on this show. And I'm guessing in the afternoon drive you'll uh, hear him a bunch as well. Nick, uh, you're a great resource for us. Thank you for doing this as always. Game week is upon us. Nick, your life's about to change here. (laughs) Thank you so much, Ken. I I appreciate all that. And I can't believe, you know, We've made it through this this summer, this busy 
news-filled summer and off-season, and we've got games to talk about this week, my friend. Indeed we do. We'll have a depth chart tomorrow. Let's start there. Trent, uh, the Condon Casino has set the over-under on the amount of oars on the depth chart at nine and a half. Um, I'm going to go over, Nick. I think there'll be more than nine and a half oars on the depth chart. Nine and a half. Yeah, you know what? I think I'm just looking briefly at my kind of prediction. I think it probably will be somewhere around that number. I think that's a pretty solid yeah. guess from Trent. And, you know, I, obviously a lot of fans will kind of say this, and I know you guys joke about it, but it, it, the truth of the matter is I think some of these positions really are, you know, kind of oars and are still kind of being figured out whether it's, okay, this person's going to take the first few snaps at this spot. We're going to ride the hot hand here. You know, I'm thinking of, quarterback, running back, a few spots, you know, Mm -hmm. D-line. I do think some of those are very much uh, legitimate, Ken. And I think, you know, as I kind of look at this projection, I I feel like it's pretty spot on. But I'm really excited when we do finally get to see that, uh, likely by tomorrow morning at the latest. Well, I think where most people's eyes are going to go right away is the quarterback position. How big of an upset would it be not to see Rocco Beck up there listed as the starter? Yeah, I think the only way you're going to see kind of an upset pick like that trend is, is again, with that or, you know, that or label. I just basically, my most recent kind of focused intel would suggest this thing has gotten close. It's gotten really close, as we've kind of said on this show, I'd say throughout the whole summer, but especially the last month. But it would be a pretty big upset if he's not even kind of in that spot, trend. I certainly expect Rocco Beck to be... I think that you're going to see uh, multiple different looks early on in this season, specifically referring to this first UNI game. I don't think that Iowa State's going to approach things super out of the ordinary when they're hosting Iowa, obviously with a really tough defense. But, you know, I think that's a spot. I certainly, in my projection, had it with an or between those top two. Mm -hmm. I think that we've talked about how Hughes could be utilized here and there uh, throughout the season. But, of course, the guy... You know, the focus is the guy that's really leading this team, taking the most snaps. It'll be between Rocco and J.J., and I'm really curious because we do uh, get to speak with some players tomorrow along with head coach Matt Campbell. Do we maybe get a shot to speak with with one of the quarterbacks? Usually Mm -hmm. you don't get to speak with true freshmen here uh, in this program so far, so maybe we get Rocco, but that's certainly something I'm really intrigued by, guys, and I look forward to kind of following up with you guys later in the week about how that went as well. Yeah, I look forward to that, Nick. And, you know, just uh, I said this to Trent early in the show, um, and you've been telling us this since camp opened, that the uh, the buzz around the youngsters on this team, the true freshmen, the redshirt freshmen, um, that there's going to be a lot of them that see the field, is what I was told, and that the buzz is legitimate. And you've been talking about Sadowski forever. That was the first name out of the guy that I spoke with last mouth. Uh, Brommer, the tight end from Nebraska, that's another one. Uh, this recruiting class, you look know, probably a year, maybe two from seeing, you know, where they fit and how good they can be. But the buzz is palpable around some of the youngsters, Nick. Ken, you're exactly right. You know, whether it's me kind of sharing uh, some of the recent like headlines that I expect with this team, or you know, I'm doing like one final mailbag and kind of making some projections about future NFL players. Like, you really can't say enough about this class. And I think you're exactly right. 
talk about hype and buzz. I understand people need to see it in game action and fully believe these things. But another guy, J.J. Cole, whether he's starting right away or not, I know Iowa State thinks very highly of him. You think about those two running backs. I'm telling you, you're going to see those players this year. I'm not saying those guys are going to start. One, maybe we'll redshirt, we'll see. But this class goes nine, ten deep, I'm looking at. For guys you really may see uh, this fall, I just think they had so many hits in this class. I think it's a little bit underrated. And I think now the fans and people involved with this program are really going to see uh, how well the staff did in evaluating and kind of landing some of these young players. But thank you, Ken. I, I think Sadowski, Bramer, Cole, Sama, probably my top three or four names as of right now. All right, we've talked about this tight end room and all the young guys out there. Obviously, we anticipate Easton Dean's going to be out there a ton. You told us about Steve O'Klotz a year ago, and he was out there. But of all these youngsters, from Brommer, the true freshman, Keller, Moore, Burkle, all these young guys in the tight end room, who has the best chance of, of hitting this year? Who would you say, out of that group of youngsters, say, has the most catches this season? Yeah, I think this year, I love that question, Trent, because I really do love the depth of this room. I think this year I would still go with a guy like Gabe Burkle okay. in terms of snaps. We'll see about catches mm-hmm. uh, because he's also maybe the best in the entire room at blocking now. I mean, he's up to, I want to say, 265, 270, really well built. I think that, you know, another way to look at this is like the highest ceiling, I think, is a guy like Bramer down the line. I think that Keller is really going to impress in the passing game. But just in terms of what player are we seeing the most on Saturdays, I think it's Burkle. There, there are people really, you know, kind of around the program that think the world of this room, myself included. And I think Burkle might be the most complete player right now. I, I don't think he's necessarily the, the highest ceiling. Maybe as far as Bramer, I think that Keller maybe looks a little bit more fluid in, in the receiving game. But in terms of just being a complete player, do it all, we can count on this guy in the Iowa State offense. Gabe Burkle is very, very highly thought of. Uh, Nick, have you heard uh, anything, and I haven't, uh, I want to make that very clear, uh, as far as injuries in camp, I mean, that's a fear, right? Every team goes through it, and it's tough to get through an entire month of preparation without somebody getting banged up or nicked up. Have you heard anything along those lines, Nick? Yeah, Ken, you know how I'll kind of say that is for the most part, it it has been a pretty healthy camp from my understanding. I mean, that's not something I admittedly, you know, press on. And and as we know, that's not something that's kind of being freely shared out there a ton. But, you know, for the most part, I have not heard of trying to be exactly accurate, but really a a single starter uh, getting hurt or going to miss time. You know, there have been guys that have missed a practice here and there, but for the most part, it's been a really healthy camp. I, I would say even healthier than last year. I, I can't think of a starter that's going to miss time here as we get into the season, a player that was like projected to start. And just as I kind of think of really the names that I do imagine starting, I think it's been healthy, a little bit healthier than last year. I haven't heard of too many massive injuries. This guy's missed a week or two of camp. You know, I'd say here and there, but overall, the names that you expect to see, Ken, uh, you're going to see this Saturday. And I think that's a really, really good thing for what's added to, from my understanding, overall, a healthy, physical, competitive camp this last month. All right, let me paint a picture for you and you fill in the details. 
Opening drive, Iowa State gets the football. They march down the field. They get to the 25, and the drive stalls. So from the 23-yard line, wide fourth left and eight. right? No, no, no. Okay. 40-yard field goal attempt. Fourth yeah. and eight. Yeah. No chance of going for it. They're going to kick it. Who trots out there? Jace Gilbert or Chase Contreras? Man, I love the show. I knew where you were going with that, <laughs> my friend. Um, I'm going to go with you know the guy I've been saying since February. That's Chase Contreras. I think that he has come in. Just a little bit almost undervalued by the time he got in here, and, and now he's really just brought it, whether that's accuracy, spirit in the room, leadership, because that is a spot that has so much competition. And, of course, you're going to look for the accuracy and consistency. I'm going to roll with Chase Contreras. I mm-hmm. think that he would be the guy there. I think that he's impressed. And, and quite honestly, this is just a little bit of you know my guess or speculation, but Pretty sure this is the last year he has. So I think him being here to kind of alleviate some of the pressure off of a guy like Gilbert, I think is going to be the best thing both for Chase as well as Gilbert in the future of that room, guys. Uh, interesting, because there's going to be opportunities for him, you would think, right? Um, we'll, we'll see if they're able to capitalize on it. Obviously, um, um, an area of concern with special teams last year. You know, we've certainly talked about the, you know, the offensive line play with Clanton, and by all accounts, I mean, it, it's the, the positivity that you, you're hearing, reading about the offensive line, that they haven't seen improvement like this in a long time. I get it, and fans, I think, should be skeptical, because this isn't the first time they've heard it. Having said that, it seems to be legit this time, this time around that uh, the people are excited about this group. Now, on the other hand, there's a new special teams coordinator. What's the buzz been around the special teams? Have they taken the jump that seemingly we're led to believe that the offensive line has? Well, to me, Ken, and you know, I've said similar with you guys, I didn't think it was as much of, now, just hear me out, kind of a jump needed as it was maybe a heavier focus, right, on special teams. Okay. Because there was not that exact coordinator, I don't anticipate a major change in scheme or schematics or anything like that. But just in terms of somebody coming in, being able to lead that group, fine-tune things, focus on the right personnel, and again, identify, look, whether this player is new, whether he's been here a couple of years, this gives us our best shot to win. That sense and vibe around that unit, Ken, I have gotten. I think it's a little bit tougher, right, because we're not, you know, obviously at these practices. And, like, with the O-line, so much of the belief that I have is just physically seeing these guys, like, around campus or at the prospect camp. The physical uh, change and kind of focus was important there. And, And so that's a spot comparing to maybe kicking or you know, coverage, though units have been pretty good there. You can't just see that physically, and obviously we don't get to see it with our own eyes at practice necessarily. But I think overall, just about every single new uh, staff change that I've heard has been something of excitement. I think this new staff has really come in and meshed well, both with their, their colleagues as coaches as well as connecting with the players. And I think just that focus, Ken, has been a positive in itself. You and I this week, what have you done? What do you know about the Panthers, Theo Day? We know about him at the quarterback position. We're getting some buzz. They're not North Dakota State or South Dakota State, but people think the Panthers have a chance here to make their way towards the top of the MVC football conference again this year. What have you looked at? What are you seeing on the Panthers? Yeah, Trent, you know, I, I guess what I'd say first and foremost is I understand uh, why fans, you know, I certainly know on my boards, I know you check those out, 
get a little bit uh, nervous in the past just because from my understanding, obviously it's a good program, and I know before me there have been a lot of close calls. Uh, you know, I think that people are forgetting a little bit what you and I lost, and that's Ryan Clint. He is now on the other side. I think that is a major advantage for Iowa State. I think that Theo Day is a terrific player. I like a couple of their skill positions. And generally, they do make things a little bit more physical in the trenches. But because of what I feel Iowa State has on the O-line, and after basically just everything in this offseason, I don't see this as a spot to really overlook anyone. I think that you and I is going to make things fairly close, specifically in the first quarter and a half. But I've got Iowa State winning by a couple possessions, Trent. Uh, did you do that exercise throughout the entire 12-game schedule, Nick? That in depth, uh, I did not, but I, I do have a prediction. You know, I shared it on a, another show on this great station, and you know, I, I've got Iowa State bowling, guys. I, I truly, Man, I hope you're right. I truly do. There are two swing games to me, Ken and Trent. I think it's the Iowa game, and I think it's the trip to BYU. If Iowa State wins at least one of those, which mm-hmm. I personally very much think they do, mm-hmm. you have a great shot at starting off three and one. 4-0 and oh, if you can beat Iowa. And then I, I just, the end of the season, it is a bit of a gauntlet. I'm not going to lie there within Big 12 play. Mm-hmm. But beginning and middle, I just personally think so highly of the staff and these young guys from classes of really 2021 20, to 23. The impact is going to be made, and I do see at least six wins on this schedule, at least. I really do. Fingers crossed, Nick. Love your optimism. Uh, I think Cyclone fans would sign for 6-6 six and six in a bowl destination right this very second. Uh, we shall see. Nick Oson, 24-7 Sports Cyclone Alert. Before we let you go, obviously you'll have a ton of, co- of coverage on those press conferences. What else you got coming up this week, Nick, at uh, CycloneAlert.com? Yeah, the press conferences will be major, especially speaking with Campbell and those players. I'll have a recruiting update or two, and then Something I'm wrapping up today that's been a lot of fun is just kind of a reflective end-of-summer draft-type mailbag uh, for the VIPs, guys. Good stuff, Nick Oson. Have a wonderful week. You'll be all over KXNO throughout the week, and uh, we will uh, talk to you later on. Thank you, Nick. Appreciate it. I can't wait. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you, Nick Oson, 24-7 Sports, CycloneAlert.com. Bowling for the Cyclones, according to Nick. Look, the Iowa State game is Iowa State. You're right. Right. Uh, I think I will win. Will I fall off my chair if Iowa State does? No. no. Seen it before. Too uh, much history. There. Too much history. Yeah. yeah. Does Iowa have a big edge in the in the series? Of course. Um, but it's Iowa and Iowa State. The BYU game, I think that's winnable. It is, yeah. I don't think any... I think US, or UCF, rather, of the newbies is going to have the best season. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, we'll see. Can they Cincinnati find lost a ton. They lost a ton. And that's one that what you get right in the middle of the season, mm-hmm. right before your bye week. And yep. Can you find a way to beat an Oklahoma State, a TCU at home? I mean, those are two really important games to get it done. Beating Kansas at home. Those are the ones that you got to stack those ones up. If you're going to get to six, you can't let those kind of games slip no. away. You have to go to Ohio and win. You can't lose yep. to you and I. We're talking about this. Did you see Ohio start. play, by the way? Watched a little, quite a bit of it, yeah. They, Did you see the quarterback? Did you see Rourke get hurt? Yeah, when Rourke went down. It was like first series of the game. Yeah. It was 8 for 10 and second series of the game. Um, yeah. What game? What road game do you think clone fans uh, 
they go to the two newbies that they visit are Cincinnati and BYU, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which of those two will be more popular, do you think? Well, I mean, if... It's early in the year for Cincy. Yeah, that's uh, October 14th. That's right uh-huh. in the middle of the year. I would say BYU, just stadium-wise. Yeah. Mountains, mm-hmm. different place. But I'm going to guess it's a little more expensive to get out to Provo, where you can hop in the car if you really want to do and drive to Cincinnati. That's, what, 10 hours probably yeah, to Cincinnati? All right, we'll take our time out, come back and finish up the hour. Miller and Condon. Uh, baseball to start off hour number two, Brewers-Cubs this weekend. Ooh, mm-hmm. baby. Important. Indeed it is. We'll be back after this brief timeout. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Heather sent you in. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back to Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. We will have uh, tickets to give away. We'll do that uh, Thursday to the Iowa-Utah State game. We've got tickets to give away to every Hawkeye football game, courtesy of our friend Dr. Stephen Fuller, fullerdental.net. I think we'll use Minnesota-Nebraska uh, mm-hmm. on Thursday night. Uh, we'll uh, put that up on our Twitter account. If you follow the Miller and Condon Twitter account, you'll get first dibs at the number that you want. So uh, we'll do that on Thursday. Are you going this weekend? Game yes. One? You're going to be there? Taking the kids over. Are you? Yep, this will be Jack's first football game. All right. He's ready. One as a baby, but that doesn't count. Yeah, he does yeah. remember that. He'll remember this one. So we're uh, going to gonna make it a – going to try to make it work. We'll see if we're going to make it to the end of the ball game, but <laughs> that is to be seen. But we'll get over there, have a good time, and busy weekend in front of us before we get back on Tuesday. Oh, you know, with the game being the week after Labor Day, mm-hmm. we missed that day. Yeah, we do. Cy I Hawk couldn't week. agree with you more. Is that a good thing or a bad it's thing? It's a bad thing. For, for Selfishly? No, it's not good. Because by the end of the week, we talk this thing in circles. Sure. But I'd like one extra day to talk You'd about like, it. You'd like, okay. This you is my would. favorite game of the year. Sure. And I know that I'm in the minority. I think that uh, there was both sides are okay if this game goes away. It's the biggest game in the state. It is. And, and I'd in like Central to talk, Iowa. Yeah, that's where I work. Um, and I'd like to talk about it every day. I, I really do. I do 10 hours on it. So if we had a, if they pushed it back, and it's been in past in week three from time to time, yeah. think that'd be better? Yes, for, for what we do, I think or so. Or if we had, if week zero becomes a thing oh for everybody. My. And then it's this week. Why don't raise the curtain with it? Oh. You want that? I don't, wouldn't, wouldn't be opposed. We got all month of August. Right? Yeah. <laughs> But that first game, it just... Work out the kinks? Yeah. Not going to have probably your best foot forward in that first one. A lot of procedure penalties, Mm -hmm. a lot of the sloppiness. By the way, the new clock rules, did you see what it did to football? Nothing like baseball. No, no. (laughs) There was like, I think that that average... what did I see? Four I'm minutes doing, less. Something, something, yeah. Yeah, something minimal. Yeah. 67 plays went to 64 plays on mm-hmm. average a game. I'm not even sure it was four minutes. It might have been three minutes and change. But a really small sample size. Yes, too. true. Fair point. Fair point. Um, but something to watch this weekend. So you blindly bet every under. Yes. Because of the new clock rules. I did. W- what was your record? Went four and three. So you won at least. I did. But I was three and one early on. I'm like, oh, here we go. And then... What was it, the ESPN game, the New Mexico State game? That thing, I thought I was in perfect. And then there was defensive touchdowns, and there was all kinds of... Yeah, that that thing fell apart quickly. Hawaii, Vandy, was on the right side. Didn't get that one, but... Too many points. It was still profitable. And I don't know how much... You know, I'm not a totals player. I'm going to be into Mm -hmm. it. But the actual real betting, pretty good over the weekend. (laughs) 
Not surprised you're on a roll. <laughs> uh, we'll get to Trent's plays of the day coming up at 10 to 1. Scott Dockerman, bottom of the hour. But we'll start hour number two with our friend Matt Snyder from CBSSports.com. Baseball conversation. Hour two next, 106.3 KXS.